welcome back to the Argentina Project podcast at the Wilson Center's Latin American program. I am your host, Benjamin Gadan. Today, I am joined by Fernando Strafase, Chief of Staff to the Mayor of Buenos Aires, to discuss the impacts of COVID-19 in Argentina's capital. Relations between the mayor, who is the leading opposition figure, and Argentina's Peronist president, and the city's prospects for post-pandemic recovery. Fernando Strafase, Chief of Staff to the Mayor of Buenos Aires. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Ben, and thank you for having this opportunity. The city of Buenos Aires has, since the beginning, made up a disproportionate amount of the cases of the coronavirus in Argentina. The latest data that I've seen shows that more than a third, as many as 36% of Argentina's cases and 37% of all deaths from the coronavirus have taken place in the city of Buenos Aires. My first question for you is why? Why has the virus impacted the city in a way that's much more profound than other areas of the country? The city of Buenos Aires, it's a global city. And the same way that it happened in, in other global cities of the world, the city of Buenos Aires is probably one of the main uh, characters of the pandemic because of the situation itself of the city. It's a very connected city uh, with the, the rest of the world. It's a very uh, dense city. And it's a place where people from around the world came after the summer. And that was one of the ways the, the village was uh, transmitted. So in, in that regard, it, it is normal that a global city as Buenos Aires have that amount of cases that you were describing. And I understand that, you know, there's other structural challenges, no matter how you've managed the virus, one of them being the informal communities in the city, where social distancing is quite difficult, maybe impossible. Can you tell us a bit about how you've handled that particular challenge, how maybe it's been different from the way the province of Buenos Aires has handled the informal communities, these so-called mishas, when it comes to managing this virus? Okay, just to give you a, a first a little context. Out of um, three million people that uh, live and, and sleep in the city of Buenos Aires every night, because during the day we usually double that amount of people, but out of the three million people that sleep in the city, around 250,000 of them live in what we call a vulnerable neighborhood or vicious, as you were mentioning. Being one of the most... Uh, known of, of those uh, neighborhoods, the so-called Villa 31, in the neighborhood of Retiro, next to one of the wealthiest areas of the city. There, in, in that Villa and in others around the city, the density is much higher, and that's why the risk of a virus uh, spreading uh, was higher too. And that's actually what happened. The, the rate of contagion there in, in the Villa was uh, much higher and faster than in the rest of the city, with the um, specific that in the population of the uh, vulnerable neighborhoods is usually younger than in the rest of the city. That's why the fatality rate in those neighborhoods is much lower than the average of the city. But in order to uh, approach that specific challenge, we very early in the process, we produce very organized process of uh, testing, isolation, and contact tracing. And after, I would say, 
two months and a half of starting that process, we are happy to see very positive results with the R, the, the, the rate of uh, transmission, going from 2 point something rates uh, comparable to European cities to less than 0 0.7. So we can uh, surely say at this moment that the virus in those uh, places is controlled and going down and we even have some days where there are uh, zero cases in the Vichas. The other, the other challenge, Fernando, of managing the virus in, in the Vichas in these informal communities is making sure that people are taken care of while in isolation, that these are communities where there's very little savings, there's not a lot of food stored in the, in the home in normal period. What, what have you done to make sure that those who are not able to earn their daily wage, often informal workers who don't have savings, who don't have food stored up, can survive in isolation for extended periods of time, keeping in mind that Argentina has now spent more than 100 days in a national quarantine of, of various levels of enforcement? Yes. The first and most important uh, measure in order for them to, to live through the quarantine period was to secure the, the basic needs of the population, being the, the most important one, food supply. And in order to tackle that, we use all the institutional infrastructure already in place in the villas, plus the non-governmental networks that in the villas are very important including some uh, religious organizations and some other type of uh, social uh, networks. And we partner with them in order to bring those supplies to the people in the most direct and those possible way. Um, in addition, uh, you were mentioning the, the challenge for people with the virus to isolate in a context where the density of the, the conditions of, of living are, are very dense and it's very difficult, of course, to isolate in such small places. That's why we also uh, introduce the possibility of isolating the positive cases in hotels of the city of Buenos Aires. Being Buenos Aires, as I was describing, a very global city with a high uh, number of uh, hotels, we make an agreement with around 50 hotels in the city to create uh, spaces for uh, people from the vulnerable neighborhood and also from the rest of the city to isolate in individual rooms in this hotel. That way we secure and we stop the possibility of uh, spreading the virus to the rest of the family or the household. If you'll permit me, I'd like to talk politics for a minute, Fernando. You work for the mayor, Horacio Rodriguez Lareta. He is of course from the opposition party, arguably the most important figure in the opposition party in Argentina today. The relationship between the mayor of Buenos Aires when in the opposition to the government when held by, by a different party is notorious. Under former president Mauricio Macri, when he was mayor, there was very difficult relationship between the national government of Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner. What we've seen though has been surprising. I mean, what we've seen is every time there's a press conference when President Alberto Fernandez from the Peronist party Sitting next to him is not only the governor of Buenos Aires, Axel Kisilov, who's a member of his party, but also the mayor of Buenos Aires. This, even while other members of the opposition have taken a more aggressive and critical posture toward the government and its handling of COVID-19. Tell me a bit about why the mayor has adopted this posture and whether it has worked. And I, and I will give a little bit of a hint of the answer. He seems to be the most popular figure 
in Argentine politics right now, even more so than the president who had seen his popularity grow. So tell me a bit about the, the politics of how this has been handled by the mayor. First, it is true, as you were mentioning, that historically, the political relationship between the mayor of the city of Buenos Aires and the president of some other political party uh, hasn't been great and, and hasn't been very functional to producing a coordinated public policy. One of the most recent examples of that was the relationship between then mayor Mauricio Macri and the president at that time, Cristina Kirchner. I think the, the pandemic brought to the political system of Argentina kind of a, a common good for a policy coordination. And when you go around the world and see the fights and at the first level, the, the very bad coordination between different levels of government, it happened in Europe, it happened in the United States, you see that that is not good for the capacity of the state, the Estado, as we say in Latin America, or the government, uh, to uh, approach the pandemic. I think this is the, the main reason the president, the governor of the province of Buenos Aires, and the mayor of the city of Buenos Aires understood at the very beginning, they understood that health was above any other uh, dispute in the political system, and they were able to convey a very coherent message to the people. If you think that COVID brings a lot of uncertainty to the population, the political system, the institutional system, should bring at least some comfort in terms of the way the authorities are handling the challenge. And I think that these three figures and the government behind them have understood very well the benefits of having a coherent policy approach and especially coherent communication. That's why, as you were mentioning, periodically when there is a press conference with high levels of uh, attendance by the public, you see the three governments announcing, probably with some identity for each of the government, but, I, but announcing the same strategy for, for the virus. And behind that is are both the effectiveness of the, of the policies and the uh, public recognition to the figures, as you were mentioned. Now, I did interview earlier your national health minister, Ines Gonzalez Garcia, who mentioned that this was one of the advantages that Argentina has had, better coordination among all levels of government. Time magazine, of course, recognized Argentina's response to the coronavirus, uh, calling it one of the best in the world. But the idea that this has buried once and for all the grieta, this division in Argentine politics, seems unfortunately not to be the case. Recently, we also had a podcast interview about Mendo Exit, the you know, very tense relationship between the province of Mendoza and the national government to the point that there's even some discussions of Mendoza leaving Argentina. So the model that seems to have been established by a relatively moderate Peronist president and, and a relatively moderate member of the opposition doesn't seem to be changing the whole political climate in Argentina, unless you see it differently. You, you stated at the, at the very beginning of, the, of your previous question that that was an exception uh, in, in Argentina. I personally think that the agreements and the interaction and the dynamics that was put in place uh, for the COVID is going to remain for some other uh, issues 
uh, ahead in the future, but being very clear that uh, there is a national government of one political party, and then there is an opposition. And, and the mayor that I, I work for is in the opposition party, and I'm sure it has many different aspects in which clearly we differ from the position of the national government. And I can mention two of them. First, the, the position to the expropriation of the PCT, for example, uh, the mayor uh, of the city stated very clear that he opposed the line of action uh, that the president proposed at the very beginning. And then more recently, and in a more uh, international context, the position towards Venezuela. We think uh, and that there is uh, enough uh, proof since long time ago that Venezuela is a, a dictatorship and the federal government uh, seems to, to think uh, different. And that's a very clear difference uh, besides the, the fact that we agree in how to approach the pandemic. I want before we end, Fernando, to look beyond COVID-19 and uh, the future of Buenos Aires. The mayor has become very active in the C40 cities. This is a collection of mayors of large cities, including a handful in Latin America, Sao Paulo, Santiago de Chile, that are looking to rebuild better. The idea that one can take advantage of this crisis to invest not only in stimulus that will encourage economic activity, but that will encourage greater sustainability. I wanna hear a bit of the vision that the mayor has in this regard, the importance of this international coordination, but also whether it's feasible. I mean, when you look at Argentina, it's hard to imagine there's any resources for anything but even the most basic needs. This is a country that of course is now in its third year of recession, it may contract by more than 10%. It's locked out of international capital markets. It's having to renegotiate its agreement with the International Monetary Fund. So the question is, what is the vision? How important is the coordination? But also, where are the resources? First of all, we in the city of Buenos Aires think, and the mayor, Larreta, especially, thinks that cities have increased their, their geopolitical importance in the last couple of years for one very specific reason. Cities are at the center of certain uh, global challenges. If you say, for example, social integration, immigration, even, and, and, and very importantly, climate change, all those uh, global challenges happen at the city level because it's at the cities where the opportunities are. So in the case of immigration, People migrating and looking for new opportunities go to cities because there is where the opportunities are. And climate change, because yes, it, it is true that cities produce almost 70% of, of the gases, but cities are also the place where you can change the energy matrix and, and be part of the solution. So with that in mind, with cities, the, the increasing role of cities are geopolitical actors, a number of global cities under the umbrella of the C40 and the Urban 20 has been advocating and pushing for a different uh, financial architecture in the world where cities are more able to access to financing by themselves and without having the necessity of the federal approval for that. And when you see all the international organizations, they were thought for uh, assisting countries. And now the units of the challenges and the, the, the most dynamic processes 
are the cities. So when we uh, propose a recovery after COVID-19 with the cities at the center, we need to think the financing opportunities for that recovery coming out of the international financial institution. And that's what, what the mayor of Buenos Aires and some other mayors are pushing for and advocating under C40. Excellent. Fernando Strafase, Chief of Staff to the Mayor of Buenos Aires, helping to manage an extraordinary public health and economic challenge, but also, as we've discussed, looking forward to the future of the city and how it can recover with greater sustainability and, and economic growth and, and social justice. Fernando, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the invitation, Matt. Thank you for listening to the Argentina Project podcast. This episode was produced and edited by Oscar Cruz. For more on this subject, visit our website, wilsoncenter.org slash LAP.